All right, welcome into the Auburn Live Modcast. We're back with the whole crew. Look at the whole crew looking good. Jeffrey, Cole, myself, Justin Hokinson. How's everybody doing? How about you? Hey, man. <laughs> Cole stole my line. I had to beat you to it. <laughs> I'm ready, man. First Modcast of the season. Getting ready. Yeah, man, I'm I, I, I told y'all before, I got some wings going on tonight for the Florida-Utah game. This will go in the morning, but I'm fired up for some football. <laughs> cool, nice. I know you won that game. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Florida-Utah, that'll be a that'll be a good one. First big-time game. I tried to get into the games last weekend. I just I couldn't. Navy Notre Dame, Navy sucked. And then, oh, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't get into it. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. But I'm one of those guys, like I told Cole, I can't uh, – People are probably going to hate me for this. I can't just watch every game every minute. I, 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 I just, I'm not that. I love college football and I watch the big games. I'm not one of those dudes who's going to stay up and watch the midnight Pac-12 game between Oregon State and Cal. Like I don't, I don't care enough. I got, I got other things to do. Well, <laughs> that's, it, totally, think, that's totally prior, fine. Priorities change when you have little ones. Yes. Yes. But, I will say that is where you and I differ, Justin. I will watch Pac-12 after dark. <laughs> I will watch Eastern Tennessee State play, you know, Stony Brook. I'll watch it. Stony I promise. Brook. I can't. I cannot do it. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to talk a lot about Auburn and uh, and UMass. Um, Zach says Justin does not respect the FCS. That's probably true. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to talk about Auburn and kind of what our expectations are. The UMass game. We'll get into the, some 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 predictions later. Before we do that, Jeffrey, let's talk about prize picks real quick. Man, I I love me some prize picks. We did them last year. They're a lot of fun. Uh, kind of gives you things to uh, outside the game, outside the line, something to look at. Um, let me get you some prize. With Prize Picks partnership with Auburn Live on three, you've got a promo code of War Eagle, all caps, one word, War Eagle. Use that promo code, and uh, up to a hundred dollars, man, they'll match you. The first deposit, if you deposit a hundred bucks, Prize Picks will give you a hundred bucks. So you put in uh, fifty, Prize Picks will give you fifty. So up to a hundred bucks, Prize Picks will match your first deposit, and, and then from there you pick two to six players. Uh, it'll be a more or less kind of deal like last year. A lot of the times it was Tank Bigsby with 88.5 rushing yards. Well, you take more or less, uh, kind of kind of like that. This week there aren't any um, Auburn squares. Uh, I think they get updated maybe closer to uh, yeah. closer to kickoff. But as of today, and we're recording this on Thursday, uh, there aren't any Auburn squares. There are, however, some season-long squares for some Auburn-related players. Thought it was very interesting. You can go on Prospects right now, Prospects.com, uh, or upload the app. That's what we all use. Uh, it's fantastic. But they've got season-long highs and lows, mores or lesses. And uh, Bo Nix was one. I thought it stood out to me. Man, they've got him at 3,000.5 passing yards. 3,000 for Bo Nix. Now, does anybody know what he threw for last last year, Zach? Any idea? You looked that up. But 3,000 passing yards, 23 and a half passing touchdowns. So now you're at, you're looking at two, what's that, two passing touchdowns a game uh, plus. Yeah, 3,593. Oh, 3,500 last year. Almost 36. Jeez. Wow. So the, When you said 3,000 being the over-under, I was like, it feels like he's, he could be a Heisman finest. I felt low. Yeah. He had 20. Wow, it is low. <laughs> That's almost a free square. I mean, unless he gets hurt, right? He had yeah. over 40 total touchdowns last year. 
rushed for 500 yards. Yeah, he he was he balled out last year. So Nicks right now, go get that free square as far as I'm concerned. More or less, Bo Nix, 3,000 passing yards, 3,000.5 passing yards on the season, 23.5 passing touchdowns. Another one I, I thought was interesting, SEC-related here, uh, Alabama-related here, Quinshawn Judkins from Ole Miss, the, uh, the kid from Pike Road who signed with Lane Kiffin instead of, uh, was that uh, Harson? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Quinshawn, who's, I think he was all SEC last year. He's probably one of the top two or three backs in, in, in the conference, which is saying something. But his uh, his rushing total for the season, more or less, 1275.5. That's a lot that. of yards in the SEC. What would you take, Cole? I'd take it, man. I think he was the leading rusher in the, in the SEC last year as a freshman. Quinshawn Justin. I know Zach knows how much he rushed for last year. 1,500 yards last year. Damn. Damn really? I, I would go over 1,200, too. I think he's going to – I think – I think – I think he's going to go off. Now, here's the here, here's the deal, folks. Um, if you're in Alabama, uh, you can only um, you can only use the combo squares. You know how Alabama is; we're always the last to do a lot of things. But uh, but in Alabama, if you're if if you're uh, playing in Alabama, you can do uh, the combo squares. Um, offer Alabama customers combo selections, which must include two or more athletes. So you can go Bo Nix, Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, but look closer to the kickoff for all the Auburn games. I, ho- I hope they're coming out a little bit early from here on out. But this is the UMass game, the season opener. And they're probably uh, kind of trying to get a gauge on what to do. But uh, customers in Alabama select two of the two to six of these combo boxes and play against the house, not other individuals like some traditional DFS operators. So uh, get get the prize picks. Use your pro- uh, promo code WARIGLE, all caps, one word. They're going to match your first deposit up to 100 bucks, and we're going to be playing throughout the season, man. We had a lot of fun with Prize Picks last year. We're certainly going to be doing it again this year. We want to thank Prize Picks. And the combo squares, Jeffrey, they're like 600 yards total, and it'll be Bo Nix and another quarterback. And you're, oh, you're trying is that to how that works? Yeah, you're trying to say if they're, the two of those combined are going to have more than 600 yards or less. Okay. Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks for the clarification. Yes, sir. I feel like I look thin this morning. <laughs> Maybe that's um, good, good lighting. You do. There it is. All right, let's talk. Uh, all right, let's just open the floor to some thoughts as Auburn starts the season with UMass. Um, Auburn and UMass have never met. Um, so it'll be first meeting between the teams. Should be a a, a new capacity crowd inside mm. Curtin Hair, 88043 which is a is a new increased number from 87451 now what, what was that what was that number again Justin I'm sorry the new the new number is 88043 the new capacity crowd um old capacity was 87451 of course you'd have bigger crowds people sneaking in but in terms of just an official capacity crowd that's because Auburn's added this premium seating in the corners that they're selling um and so it's it's added just a That'll be interesting, by the way. Interesting to see how that that looks. But um, um, yeah, new capacity crowd um, for this game. Uh, a new season tech season ticket sale record: sixty three thousand five hundred season tickets that broke the old record of sixty two nine. So, you know, I mean, the excitement's there, the enthusiasm's there. Auburn football's never boring. Um, That's true. Jeffrey, what are your what are what's the vibe? What are you feeling going into going into this this opener? 
with the Hugh Freeze era. A lot of excitement, and that, I'm just you know going off of Auburn Live on three subscribers, the callers, the listeners, and what we've seen. A lot of excitement, obviously, man. Anytime you have a new coach, there's going to be a lot of hope, a lot of uh, optimism. Uh, I, I to, for me, leading up to, to this game this week, I thought the one thing, and I think you guys. Uh, reported this as everybody else did, but it was the captains and the, the last guy mentioned. Man, I, I thought when you when you name a kid who's been here for what a month, yeah, one of your team captains. But man, that, that to me that's it's uh, a lot of confidence in Peyton Thorne. That's a, that, that's a lot of uh, it's not pressure, it's responsibility from Hugh Freeze going. Man, this is your team. I mean that that takes this kid just won. The quarterback battle two weeks ago, officially. I mean, we'd heard all summer long from wide receivers and everybody else. That's my quarterback. We don't have anybody like that on on this team. Uh, but you know, throughout fall camp, you had Robbie Ashford making noise, Holden Gurner making noise, and you don't know how to decipher that. Is that coach speak? Is it is it the build down? You know, uh, or the tear down, the build up uh, process that we've seen so many times over the years. But I thought for Peyton Thorne to be named a team captain, that that told me a lot. I, I don't know what it actually told me, but it, it meant a lot to see that this kid who's been here for you know a couple of, officially been here what six weeks uh, and just won the quarterback competition for him to be named a captain. I thought says a lot about him, a lot about what Hugh Freeze thinks about him. I'm ready to see him under center. I'm ready to see him throw some passes. I'm ready to see how this team reacts. Um, and uh, and plays, man. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be so much more fun to watch than it was a year ago. Yeah, thank God. Win or lose, it's going to be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think uh, to me, Cam Stutz being named a captain on, on that note was like a culture win for Auburn because the dude he said no to the transfer portal several times because he had the opportunities to do that. And nobody would have blamed him because he was, you know, behind on the depth chart. And then the guy, he sticks around. He's been there for a long time now. But, I mean, he's he's now he's the starter. And, and right with that, he's the captain. And, and everybody's got his respect. I think it's good for the way, you know, college football is today that he got that and stuck around and paid his dues and made it happen. So I loved that. And, of course, I think the players picked the captains too. So that's, you know, that's that's another important thing. But. Oh, re- uh, uh, really? That's what it seemed like in the video they put out. Okay. When Cadillac was talking to him, it was like, you know, this is really important for you guys to pick the captains. And, and wow. Like, I, got, I got my brick on the on the wall out there on Jordan Hare for me being a captain and that kind of stuff. Dude, that says even more about Peyton Thorne, doesn't it? That's what I was thinking when you were saying that. Wow. So, hey, Luke Deal, Cam Stutch, Peyton Thorne, and, and Elijah McAllister. McAllister. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, I, that's all four of those guys are, are complete no brainers to, to me. Just, sure. just knowing, um, just is, knowing a little bit about those guys, listening to us, they're, they're all, they're exactly the people you want voicing your message in front of the team, relaying your message, setting the culture. I mean, Elijah Kouser is unbelievable. Um, yeah, Luke Hill's unbelievable. And Peyton Thorne, if you watch that video, if you watch that video where it looked like from last night, by the way, um, that they put up about the Watchmen, it looked, kind of looked yeah. like the leadership council. Damari Alston was up there speaking a little bit. Uh, Keontae Scott was up there speaking. That looked like the leadership council group, by the way. But you heard a little bit of Peyton speaking. Man, 
that kid that kid is 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 mature beyond his years and his perspective and how he looks at things and how he's going to be as a leader. And it's it's impressive to listen. Even when we spoke to him in front of the media, he just he carries himself um, not like a college kid. Right. So the Watchman your- thing is interesting. Have y'all heard the term Watchman a couple times? No. Just, Justin, I know when we like one of the very first sit down interviews we had of fall camp was with Cam Riley, and he he was asked about Eugene Asante and his emergence, and it was like, yeah, he's a Watchman. He's a Watchman on the team. I was like, yeah, Asante yeah. was in that video too. So what that is 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 it's and people may not like this. I'm just going to tell you what it is. Um, it is based on a verse in the Bible that talks about that talks about um, you know being a watchman for your brother for for people around you like 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 just being there for them um, helping them walk in the right way that is what that's from and so you know obviously Hugh Freeze and his background and his um, you know is is that's a, that's obviously his faith is important. He's gonna he's gonna filter that onto the team, and so that's where that comes from. And so then you have that group of guys that you saw. You have the leadership council, the culture council, the watchmen. That might be the same thing, but you have those group of guys, kind of a larger group of guys outside of the team captains that are that are those people that are kind of yeah. the they're the watchmen of your culture and of your standard and making sure that everything's being lived up to. Yeah, I think everybody in that video were the watchmen that have been chosen or whatever. But yeah, that's that's great. Love that. So two of the four journeymen are Luke Deal and Cam Stunts. They're Auburn journeymen. They've been here. Uh, and yeah. then the other two guys, tra- two transfers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Well, that kind of defines this team, right? Split up Absolutely. between uh, transfers and, and guys that return. I mean, it's 50-50 almost. It might be even more new faces than, than guys returning. But uh, I, I'd say to your first question, Justin, what I'm excited about is is – Every time I turn on Philip Montgomery's offenses, even Tulsa, I go back and watch Tulsa. I, I like it. I really like it. I think that there's a lot of things to be excited about with the offense. There's, it's not necessarily that flashy. It's not always going to be flashy, and that that's sort of reflected by who they chose as their quarterback because Peyton Thorns, he's not flashy. I mean, to be honest, he's just he's solid, and, and he's going to get the job done and that kind of thing. Some some comparisons were thrown around about Brandon Cox, and I think that might be a pretty decent comparison with him. Um, but that's what I, I – you know, I want to see the offense. I'm a little bit concerned about the defense, but the offense is what's got me a little bit fired up about this team, and I, I think that Philip Montgomery is going to be calling, as I wrote, you know, uh, Thursday morning, and what to expect from the offense. I have no idea if he's going to be in the box or on the field. I know he was on the field um, as the play caller at Tulsa, you know, that for some reason that is always a really big topic with fans was where the offensive coordinator yeah. love they love to know that and I, I'm trying to figure it out but I think he's going to be on the field I don't know for sure but he seems to like calling it from the field for whatever reason um, and he is going to be calling it by the way that, that, he freezes double triple down on that so about five years ago that became a trend for fans that they want and need to know are these guys going to be on the field or in the box. Like, there were stories matters to them. Like they don't know what the difference is. They're gonna be like, okay, great. Like yeah. they've never been a coordinator. Like, but it's not just Auburn fans. It's all over. I saw yeah. Bol uh, the Alabama site on three site had like a story of find out yeah, where right. all the coaches were, were going to be, and I'm like, who cares? <laughs> like what? The, who, well, seriously. 
Yeah. Like what? What? What does that matter? Okay. Oh, okay. He's gonna be the boss. All right. That's, yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> you know. Oh, he's gonna be on the field. Oh my God, he's gonna be on the field. Oh my God. Probably gonna. We're winning home games now. Oh yeah, We're right. And that, that makes the difference. But I will say this, Justin. You mentioned the uh, the, the new seating, the new yeah. field levels. I hate to let them people know, but uh, you can't see shit. <laughs> you can't see shit from the field. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, is but it, you're going to turn turn your seat to the the jumbotron. That's how you're going to be watching the game. Now, if you want to be immersed in the atmosphere and and in front of the student sections and all that, okay, I can see that. There's going to be crazy atmosphere right there, but you can't see crap from the field. I can't. I, I still don't understand how head coaches are sitting there on the 50 yard line watching the game and going. Dude, I, I don't know what you. Is I, that I why you got to? It's tough. It's tough. I can't do when I took pictures when I started this. Yeah, when I started this over ten years ago, and I was on the field all the time during the game, I I I, I couldn't see. Like I would be on the field, I would have to watch the game later on to to understand what happened. I would have no feel really for what's happening when I was on the field. It's a totally different experience. I will say those people seating. I think there's going to be TVs um, within the infrastructure, so I think we'll have a TV to see. But it's going to be it's going to be a it's gonna be an interest, interesting setup. But yeah, I'd be I would be, probably be watching a lot of jumbo. I think it's a lot of like drinking, bring me drinks, bring me food, like, oh, yeah. and we're just hanging out and we'll watch the game. Make but... daddy a sandwich. <laughs> I know it's really. I bet. So make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, which is I enjoy. Okay, I enjoy the first. Half of the first quarter, I, I, especially if it's a big game. Now, if it's a big game, it's worth being down there because you get to feel it. You can yeah. feel it, yeah. right? But other than that, man, I'm, I'm with Cole under the stadium watching it on television because I can yeah. see some. It's hard for me to talk about a football game that I watched from the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this is what you're doing the whole time, which is fine. But uh, to really understand or try to understand for me, I'm, I'm pretty amateur when it comes to that, but – uh, I have to watch it on television. I can't watch it from the side. But anyway, yep. I, I'm excited about the other uh, fan uh, game day fireworks and tunnel smoke. And <laughs> Jeffrey, how do, you, how do you feel about the DJ booth in the student section? Dude, I, that's got it. That, that, <laughs> I, I'm on. I want to see it first. All right, yeah, I, I know. I got to see it. I got to see it too. I don't know how I feel about it. Yet. it on paper, it sounds. Uh, cheesy. <laughs> well, so, so, so for, there's always been a DJ. You just can't see him. He's oh, up in the. He's up in the. He's up in the. You know the. He's up in the box somewhere. You know doing. So when music's happening in the stadium, there's somebody that's picking that and choreographing. Oh, that's not that coming thing. from the big dudes up in the big box. Well, I mean, it, it, he, it is. The guys up in the yeah. big box. Like so, he's just up there. Okay. So they're. I don't. But I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah, they're going to put him. In the middle, kind of like basketball. So when basketball over in that corner in the student section, the DJ's in that corner with his little setup. I, I don't. Is I don't he up know. there like? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are you going to see him? I, I don't know if it helps. The, the you know, I, I don't know. I don't. We'll see how. We'll see if there's anything different about it. The students will probably like it. I'm gonna take sure. one of those shirt cannons. <laughs> if it's yeah. bad, the students will love it. If he's actually DJ, like if he's legit, like. As soon as there's a timeout, he's just rolling into stuff. 
then it, yeah. it'll be cool and the students will get like if he's just like if he's able to have free reign to if there's a timeout on the field he can just go right into stuff yeah. whatever then it could be it could be cool keep keep it keep it up we'll see if it changes the atmosphere at all but man it's yeah. gonna be cool that kind of crowd for UMass UMass is gonna be like I mean I know it's Auburn but like who who are we is this a Super Bowl or what <laughs> what is happening yeah yeah <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just ready to have something to talk about other than reports yeah. and practices and quotes and you know Ooh, me too so, what sources are saying. Uh, I'm ready to see it and be able to talk about it and um, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what this team looks like. I don't know much about Ron Roberts. I'd never heard of him before he was hired at Auburn. That doesn't say much. That doesn't say anything about Ron Roberts because I don't know most of the defensive coordinators in this country. But I'm I, I'm excited that Cole wants to see the offense. I want to see the defense. I want to see. Yeah, that's a question. Big question mark. I want to see that defensive line. I want to see the linebackers. I want to see uh, the transfers. I'm really looking forward to seeing the offensive line. I want to see how. I just want to see how everything looks, man. Because we didn't get shit for a day. We didn't get to see anything for a day. We haven't it's seen the raining, cold. Yeah, it was terrible. Y'all, y'all awesome. seen them warm up and throw a couple, you know, kind of for 20 minutes. But we haven't seen anything from this team, especially with Peyton Thorne at quarterback. We, yeah, nothing. Mm-mm. I have yeah. no idea what this team can do. They might be a nine-win team. They might be a four-win team. We don't know. Well, that's why I think that's why people are so kind of all over the place with predictions. You mentioned Ron Roberts. It kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of 2010 when Malzahn's coming in, and Malzahn's got Malzahn, by the way, from Tulsa. You who had this great offensive uh, reputation, and then you had Ted Roof on the other side, and you're like. I think he Ted came Roof. from Georgia Ted Roof Tech. didn't excite you. You're like, okay, Ted Roof. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that defense is going to look like. Sort of same thing. All Philip Montgomery, Hugh Freeze, you feel like you're excited about the offense, and then you're like, Ron Roberts. I, I don't know. It's the same yeah. kind of feel for me. I'll tell you what else I'm looking forward to, seeing some of these freshmen, seeing some of these younger kids. I, I, I want to see the Celtic Falk. I want to see Deron Reed. I want to see uh, Jeremiah Cobb maybe in the second half. Yeah. Um, really Family. excited Caden Lee, yeah, I want, I want to see some of these guys that we've heard a lot about. Um, Justin, do you know? Have you heard any injury report, or has there been an, an official capacity? I haven't seen. Like, is do we know if anybody that anybody's out or? And I'm sorry, were, you on the spot. There were five guys named by Freeze on Monday: J.D. Okay. Rim, Nick Marner, Jalen McLeod, Robbie Ashford, and Nehemiah Pritchett. Nehemiah Pritchett. Jalen McLeod. But he said all of them they were all probably could play, should play. McLeod got banged up. McLeod hurt his right ankle. He's That's been nagging since, gosh, a week and a half or so. Um, Robbie's had some injuries that have been nagging for, for a week and a half. Nehemiah's a relatively new one. But a lot of that stuff's nagging. So I think I think they all probably will go, but their snaps will probably be limited. I don't think there's anything serious. Okay. Uh, so, so no Camden Brown, no Marcus Harris reports. I think so. Okay. I think Camden, Camden well, was they've been you know, banged Camden's up been out there. Harris okay. got hurt in that last scrimmage, but I I didn't hear his name on on Monday. So okay, I definitely I definitely saw Marcus Harris getting after it in, in practice too yeah. today. I saw everybody except for really Nehemiah Pritchett was he had his helmet on, he was moving around, but he was doing less than some others. So yeah, and and and, and on Nehemiah, if you look at uh, um, of course in the depth chart, Champ Anthony who. Fans probably still don't know anything about that guy. Forgot about him. He's going to play a ton Saturday. If Nehemiah is limited, 
Um, he's going to play a lot. Dave Anthony's going to be right out there, right off the bat. So good. get used to that name. And Where's he from? Tyler Junior College. Okay. Uh, he was the late junior college edition. Uh, and, and a good, and by the way, pretty clutch on that one because if not, I mean, it's Kay and Lee and JD Rim is coming off that injury. Those are your next two after James and Pritchett. And, that, and that's, you know, they could be awesome, but who knows? Uh, he was pretty good. He had a bunch of picks and a bunch of pass breakups and he's fast. And when I was at practice Tuesday, that was the guy that, that Wesley McGriff, Coach Crime was was on. I mean, he, he would he was jumping around with him. He was getting after him, and he was like, "They're getting him ready to play." I could tell. Yeah, he looks the part. He looks the part, and that's 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 gonna be the overlying thing I think with this team is depth. I think there's players. I think there's some decent starters. I think there's enough good players as starters to compete. If you were just looking at starters to to compete, the depth is going to be the issue with this team. Secondary, defensive line, even linebacker. Just if you get a few injuries at some of these positions, the depth drops off in a hurry, and, and you're going to be hurting uh, real quick. Secondary, you got a bunch of young guys. If any of those first teamers get hurt, the next guy up is a complete unknown. Same right. thing, kind of with the not less so defensive tackle, but that's secondary big time. But defensive tackle too. Like you get a few injuries, and there's just a, I mean, a massive unknown with who has to step up. That's the thing that concerns me going into the SEC season and wondering can they get to eight wins or whatever is is they they, they better stay healthy because if they don't they're going to be hurt. Definitely. Is there is there one one player Cole you're looking forward to seeing on defense offense like I want to see this cat like obviously Peyton Thorne on, on offense Jalen McLeod that's the Jaylen one I got to see. I mean of course Keldrick Falk I mean not you know. From seeing that kid play when he was in Pee Wee's, I've seen him that long. I'm ready to see what he can do on that level. But Jalen McLeod, I, I mean, the first time we heard his name, I, I looked him up and went, he, he's got superstar potential. So I, I'm ready to see him. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going <clears> to <throat> – I think you won't see a good version of him Saturday. No, probably. You know, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a 100% version. And if Auburn – if he's at it all nicked up, limited, whatever – you you play him maybe a little bit, but you know you you rest him. He's too he's too important. Um, yeah. I, dude, for me it's Austin Keys. On if if you're going defense, it's Austin Keys. I, that guy is going to be so important. Yeah, he is. We talked about Jalen McLeod being important, and he is to to get after the quarterback. But you listen to Ron Roberts talk about this defense. He's like it's a linebacker driven defense. Well, that starts with your middle linebacker, and that's Austin Keys, and he's got all the tools. Um, you know, his production was, was, was you know, um, I guess limited last year at Ole Miss. He was part of the rotation. He wasn't a stud. Now he's got to be the stud. And um, I, I want to see what he's – I want to see what he's about in terms of his range, playing in the box. He's one of their best box, you know, defenders. Him and McLeod are probably two of the best. But I think that guy is so freaking important to what they're going to do on defense. I want to see if he's – he could be the real deal. He's got that kind of ability. Yeah, he is. Uh, you just go check out that clip when he played against Alabama, took on the blocker. And uh, I mentioned that to him when we had the roundtable with Austin Keys. And and he was like, yeah, that's me. I take on the blocker. I said, that's what that's what Auburn's been missing at linebacker a little bit, a guy that's physical and, and wants to take on blocks and plays downhill sort of like K.J. Britt. And he was and Zacoby McLean, those are really the last ones. And they haven't had a guy that can do that since, in my opinion. Yeah, and even those guys were 
McLean was great, but he's a little undersized, but but great. Britt was like Britt was really good too. Britt was more of a run stuffer. Keys, I think, has got the ability to be kind of an all around. Like sure. I, I'd have to go back and look up Keys. Let me look up exactly what Keys' size is. But the person who comes to mind is six two two thirty three. So pretty close. The guy that comes to mind is uh is Josh Bynes. Josh Bynes right. is kind of the last. I guess Trey Williams is pretty good too at that at that in that in that role a good sized linebacker that you thought could stop the run and cover a little bit but um, I think he's just got some of that some of that ability. Is uh, he's all about? Is Josh Bond still playing in the NFL? He's not retired yet, right? Uh, I don't have to look exactly. I have to look it up. Man, he's had an awesome career. Yeah, he's had four a star really four star in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. Um. Hey. He's a free agent. He was signed by the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that was back in the day. He was he with played, them recently. He played for them and the Bengals, and he's had an awesome career. He was with the uh, I thought he was with the Cardinals, maybe. No, maybe not. I don't remember. I think he was, was with Boyd Anderson. That was Dansby. Dansby, Dansby was with the Cardinals. I thought Bonds went somewhere and then came back. Dansby's still playing? Not anymore. Oh, okay. He had a good. Um, he had a great career too. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Offensively, let's talk about Jarquez Hunter for a minute. Do we think he plays? Um, Hugh Freeze Boy, said, was asked about that, yeah, and uh, declined to, declined to say who was going to play, who was going to not play. Kind of hid behind the I'm not going to ever say who plays, who's going to play, and who's not going to play. Answer. You know, I, I've gone out there and said on the board a few times that I I think it's possible he do, that he misses time. Nothing was ever for sure. Nothing was ever confirmed. But I think that was certainly a possibility. And when you hear Freeze say I'm not going to talk about it. Um, and you look at Hunter at the top of the depth chart, and he hasn't been injured. It certainly makes you wonder if he's going to play on on Saturday. Does it matter if he plays? What are your thoughts if he if he plays or doesn't play? Does it mean anything long term? Nah, it doesn't matter if he plays. I, I I think I'm with. I don't think he plays Saturday. I have a gut feeling he probably won't play Saturday. Even though he's been at practice and all that, I I just feel like it, they're going to have to do like one game suspension or something, you know, just to make sure everything's good. I don't think it matters as far as the outcome of the game. I don't think it matters as far as the score. Um, I think Auburn's going to do – hell, I, I, I could go out there and rush for 120. <laughs> but I think it, what does matter is we, we know what Jarquez can do. He's got game experience. Damari has very little. Brian Batiste, not, not in the SEC, and even Jeremiah Cobb. Uh, is Sean uh, Jackson, he, he, he's got some. Yep. Uh, but what an opportunity if he does not play for these other kids to get, to get, you know, to, uh, to get some sparring in. Yeah. Before the real, for the, before the real boxing match to use the Mike Tomlin. Uh, did y'all hear that? That was really good. Yeah, very good. I think I think a lot of fans are very excited about Demari Austin. In fact, yeah, I, I, I want to see him in a more leader, pulled, leader role. If you polled Auburn fans right now, like, give me your top five guys, I bet he'd be in the top five a bunch of times. Now, did they – you guys would know, did Demari Austin and, and Quinchon Junkins were same class, correct? Yes, they were. Was that a not – was that a – was that a them liking Austin better than Junkins? Yeah. I think it came down to that, yeah. I mean, they had a shot with Judkins and, and never seemed to over. Right, that's the way I heard is maybe they leaned Austin. The, like the, the 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 concern with Judkins was his top end speed. 
uh, I know there was consideration late to make a move on him, but the the, the, the concern with Judkins was his top end speed. So if you're breaking, um, let's see, Trey Smith had, didn't have great top end speed. He could break break out to the open, but he was going to get pulled for, pulled down from behind. He wasn't going to be able to score from 80 yards out. They didn't think Judkins could do that either. I don't know if that, if that was a game breaker, deal breaker for them, but I remember that being a concern with him. Um, and that and that's a concern for Auburn when they're recruiting running backs. I mean, Cadillac Williams has been recruiting running backs for Auburn for what five years now. Yep. Um, I, he, he, his, his track record speaks for itself, but hey, he likes that top end speed. Um, Austin's got that. I, I, has I think he's poised for a great year. I think that Demario Austin is poised for a fantastic year. He really is. Yeah, he's probably my breakout player pick if I had to pick one. He's got it on on the whole team or offense on the whole team. Yeah, I mean it's, it it makes a ton of sense. You look back at the uh, we talking about top end speed. I don't know that Tank Bigsby really has great top end speed, but look at what Cadillac has done in, in just the high school. Tank Bigsby, Jarquez Hunter, Demario Austin, Jeremiah Cobb. Um, you, you tend to give him some leeway on who he wants and who he doesn't. Yep. No doubt. And Cobb, and Cobb, everything we've heard from Cobb is he's, oh. he's legit. Oh, listen. He, if he wasn't behind, you know, two guys and then a transfer, really behind three guys, if if the running back room is a yeah. little bit different, Cobb would be, would be playing. He, he's had everybody that talks about him is like physically he's ready to play already, puts his nose in there. You know, at running back, you could play him as a true freshman. You talk about top-end speed. Jeremiah Cobb's got it. I've seen him a million times in person. I mean, he's he's got some of the best acceleration I have ever seen. I'm telling you. <laughs> he looks like he's shot out of a cannon, so I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play all season. I don't think he's a redshirt guy. Mm. Uh, that's. I guess that would be my hot take <laughs> of this team. It's possible. I mean, I guess I just – I don't know. i got to see what the offense looks like in the rotation of the running backs to see – if he redshirts or not, so he can play in four games. When you get in the conference and you've got Hunter and Austin and Batie, yeah, how do you, where where do you where do you decide to take those dudes off the field and put Jeremiah Cobb on the field in 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 College Station or playing in Baton well, Rouge? I found it interesting that going back and watching a lot of old Hugh Freeze Ole Miss games, there were some game winning plays that he threw it to the running back. Maybe it was a wheel route, maybe it was a screen. He likes to throw to him, and I think he's. I think Cobb might be one of your best receiving options out of the backfield. So I think that might be his role if he were to have a role this season. So and they're gonna they're gonna throw it. We've heard that for years now, but I, I watched the film on the on them doing that. They beat Alabama with a wheel route to the running back to Jalen Walton, who was his running back at Ole Miss. So he likes to do that, and it, it comes at weird times. And I think that's what he intends on doing. Speaking of Batie, dude, I'm ready to see some returns. If we see him. <laughs> Wasn't he All-American returner at uh, – yeah. He was. Yep. He is up for the uh, Paul, Paul Horning, Horning Award, yeah. which Horning. is the most multi-purpose player in the country. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. He's going to be electric. And who's, let's see, I, can't, I think uh, – is Hunter back there with him or Keontae? It's probably going to be Damari. Hunter. It's Hunter. Oh, it's Hunter. Okay. And then Keontae is going to give it a shot at punt returner if he'll catch the ball. Keontae will catch the ball consistently, 
Beyonce Scott can be dynamic uh-huh. as a punt returner. He's yeah, got to catch the ball. He reminds me of David Irons. He's so fearless. But he's yeah, he, is. The ball. he is fearless. Maybe it's the number. What did he switch to? Can't he switch to? What did he switch to? Number zero. Oh. Wasn't he six? But he was I think six. maybe David, yeah. David was four, though. David Irons was four. Right? David was yeah. four. David Irons. No Irons, brothers. Um, all right. Auburn, UMass, 230 Saturday. ESPN. That's all that's yeah. Cool. The, yeah. National, the National. I don't, I don't think they have the A crew, but they got the A station um, in, yeah. in ESPN. So that'll be... That'll be good. It won't be 94 degrees. It'll be about 87. That's not terrible for September 2nd opener um, against uh, – I'm sure UMass is going to be they feeling should, it a little bit. They should um, be excited about that. All right. Let's do thoughts before we get out of here. Auburn's a 35-point favorite. Over-under is 51 and a half. I, I'm going under. I, I, I don't think Auburn covers 35. That's hard for me. I don't know enough about Auburn. And UMass has got a game under their belt. I know mm-hmm. UMass's roster, and they're not supposed to be any good, but they do have a game under their belt, one game. They're going to come in a little, maybe a little sharper than Auburn. Auburn's going to have maybe a first few drives where they're a little trying to shake the cobwebs out. But I don't know, 35 is a big number for me for, for Auburn. I'd probably go, I don't think they cover. I don't know what the final will be, but 35 is a, I mean, if, if, you, see, if you think Auburn will get to 42, 42-7, 42-6, that, that, that'd be a mighty impressive first game showing. It's possible, but I'm not sure they comp- they cover 35. It's a lot of points. Cole, I think I think it's going to be very close. It might even be a push, but I say it's a slight cover for Auburn. Yeah. Because I think mm-hmm. that I really, even though the defense is the question, I think they're they're not going to give up much. I mean, it's an out athlete, UMass for sure, one hundred percent. Okay, I'm with you guys. I do not think Jack West Hunter plays. I think he sits uh, yeah. for one game. I think he'll be he'll make his debut uh, in Cal. Uh, I've got I've got forty one to ten. I think UMass will score. I was I was debating on maybe they won't, but I watched them a little bit last week against New Mexico State. They can score the football. They can move the football. Well, obviously, they should be yeah. able to against New Mexico State. This is a first-game defense under a first-quarter coordinator with a lot of transfers. I can see UMass, our Auburn's defense, giving up a touchdown. All right, and then maybe a field goal. Uh, I feel like the offense is going to get going. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to turn it loose on Peyton Thorne as well. Uh, I've got Auburn 41-10, to 10, so that's what, not covering – and right. staying under, so I've got the uh, I've got uh, UMass plus thirty five and the under fifty one and a half. I think that's a good. Be I think that's a good prediction. I think that's a good. It's probably where I'd go forty two. I'm not sure I'd go forty five for Auburn. I think thirty eight to forty two for Auburn, and and you know ten thirteen maybe for UMass. Something like something like that. I'm not sure it gets to thirty eight nothing or forty two to six. I'm, I'm not sure it's that type of beatdown. In week one, at least, um, you got some guys banged up. You know, you're going to be trying to work through some kinks. Um, you know, if Hunter doesn't play. There's, there's just some things I think could limit that, that number being reached. I'll say 48-7. That's going to be my prediction on the game, which is a cover and an over. That's a double cover. Yeah, it's a cover. Yeah, cover by two touchdowns. Yep. That quarterback, I'm interested in. That quarterback for UMass, good athlete. 
I got the pronunciation. Are you ready? I got the pronunciation. It is Tyson Fumachon. Fumachon? Or Fumachon. I heard it both ways on on the call. Uh, He uh, went to Clemson, four-star blue chip recruit, transferred to Georgia Tech for a year, didn't play. Now he's at UMass, and he had 96 yards in the opener rushing. So – and – 192 passing, so no touchdowns, no turnovers, but he's a, he's a threat with his legs, 100%. That's what he did at Clemson. In fact, they had a little package for him one year, and he came in and ran the ball. I think when DJ Ugalele was the quarterback. Uh, you, you think you would definitely, with a man, uh, name like that, definitely have to have the uh, the goatee, yeah. the Fu Manchu? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey. All right, I'll see myself out. <laughs> All right, go do prize picks. We talked about that earlier. Go check them out. Um, go check out AuburnLive.com. We'll have scouting reports, tons of game coverage, anything that happens recruiting-wise over the weekend, which uh, sounds like it's possible. So go check out AuburnLive.com. Year, yearly subscriptions are half off right now. That's a great deal. Mm. Go do that. Or you can do a month for a dollar. Um, you can try it out that way as well. So go check out Auburn Live. Dot com. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Turn on notifications, all that good stuff. Um, and we will uh, we'll catch everybody next week. For Cole Jeffrey, I'm Justin. See you next time.